Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. From KMOX Sports. Okay, boys, here we go. Welcome to the Great Bar Sports Open Line. Those bits swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Great Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Here we go. Now, Matt Pauley on America's Sports Voice. KMOX. All right, man, let's get going here. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Let's go. So sorry to disappoint all of the Matt Pauley fans. He is taking some much-needed vacation time here, much-deserved vacation time around the Thanksgiving holidays. So you're stuck with me, Joe Pot, with you for the next couple of hours here on the Gray Bar Sports Open Line. But you don't have to hear too much of me. We've got a lot of good guests lined up. We've got uh, some audio from John Mozalak, who uh, met with the media today. Normally, he meets, normally he'd meet with the media like right after the year, and he didn't. And I thought that was a little bit odd anyway, that he didn't really um, have that sort of wrap up closure type press conference. Now, he also doesn't usually have to have a, uh, we're trading, you know, four or five main guys off the roster press conference like he had to have in August this year. Um, so that was a little bit of a different story. So, But he did have a, a kind of a, a catch-up sort of press conference today and, of course, a couple of signings that the Cardinals have made, which you probably know by now. A couple of right-handers added to the rotation. Lance Lynn comes back to the Redbirds, and uh, Kyle Gibson is uh, coming to the Redbirds as well. Both of them are one-year deals. Lynn is, I think, $10.5 million and he can get uh, a little more than that with uh, with incentives, includes an option for 2025. Kyle Gibson's comes in at about uh, 12, I believe it is. He also has an option for 2025 um, as far as that goes. So just starting there, uh, that is kind of what John Mozalak said today is they are just starting there. We'll get into that a little bit. Um, and I'll get you some audio here in just a second. 6.20, we're going to talk about this move, about uh, some other stuff on the Cardinals with Joe Roderick. Uh, we'll check in with Sean Malone in, uh, and give you a fantasy football update. Nice of him to continue to do that. He does that with Matt Pauley, so kind of him to do that with us as well. We'll get into the Blues at the start of the 7 o'clock hour, early in the 7 o'clock hour. Andy Strickland of Valley Sports Midwest will visit with us at 7.20 and at 7.30. We'll talk with Brett McMurphy, college football uh, analyst, expert uh, extraordinaire, and talk to him about the college football playoff, um, uh, which will be revealed at that point. In fact, they're probably doing that right now. I think it's uh, right at the moment they're revealing the college football uh, playoff uh, standing. So we'll talk to him about that as well. So right off the top, let's get you some of the Mo audio. Um, he talked primarily about the signing of those two pitchers, Lance Lynn and uh, Kyle Gibson. 
Obviously, we're excited to get both uh, Lance and Kyle signed. Both of those guys had high interest in, in wanting to be Cardinals, which is always a good sign. Um, Lance has been a part of St. Louis' success in the past. Lance has the ability to eat innings. Lance has the skills to miss bats. Lance is a leader in the clubhouse, and I think our entire team will benefit from that. Kyle also expressed a lot of interest in being with the Cardinals. Kyle also has shown he has the ability to eat innings. Kyle's excited to join the Cardinals, and Kyle will be a great mentor and leader in our clubhouse. So both Lance and Kyle, they're positive additions to our rotation. Both will be great for our culture. Both are thrilled to be here in St. Louis, and both want to build on their past success. He mentioned that a couple of times during the press conference, just the fact that those two wanted to be in St. Louis, and when he was pressed about other moves and what can they do, he, he continued to kind of reiterate that point that it has to be a two-way street, that the money has to be there, the deal has to be in place, but that player has to want to come to St. Louis as well. And he said that a couple of times about both of these guys that they wanted to come to St. Louis. Some of the key numbers for you, Lance Lynn, uh, 72 and 47 over his career with the Cardinals. That's from 2011 to 2017, 338 ERA in that time, 919 strikeouts, which ranks 12th, uh, I'm sorry, ranks 11th in club history as far as the strikeouts. He's 136 and 95 with a 374 ERA for his career. Last year, he finished 7-2 and two with the Dodgers. He made 11 starts with the Dodgers. A uh, big thing with both of these guys, obviously, is the ability to throw a lot of innings. We can argue about uh, the quality of said innings uh, if you want to, and maybe we will a little bit later, but it's a lot of innings for both of these guys. For Kyle Gibson, who spent last year his only year with the Baltimore Orioles, 15-9 and nine on a team that won the AL East, uh, 473 ERA, 157 strikeouts. He led the team with 33 starts last year. Uh, 192 innings was sixth most. His, he tied for the league lead for games started. He was third in the American League in wins with 15, and uh, he was 10th with 17 quality starts. So he had some, uh, he had a, a decent season last year, but again, Lots of innings, 192 innings from him. I think it's 186 innings from Lance Lynn last year. And, of course, that trickles down, right? That gets you to your bullpen is throwing less innings, your bullpen is less tired, your bullpen is more available. Can't think of how many times we heard last year, well, we're a little thin. Well, so-and-so is not available. So-and-so is uh, not able to pitch today or not able to pitch for the next couple of days because they had to use their bullpen for five and a half innings or four and a half innings during games. So that's going to theoretically relieve part of that problem. The other thing that Mo talked about was just the roster turnover in general with the team talking about the guys that they did not tender some of the other moves they made. So now touching on the roster turnover real quick, um, we removed 15 players from our 40 man roster. We added two free agents today we added three from our system prior to the reserve list. Four of the players that we removed remain in our system. Leahy, Thomas, Naughton, and then we re-signed Wilkie Rodriguez. There's been a lot of churn, but that means we do not want to be complacent. And so more moves to come. So that was the other thing that Mo Zalak said many times 
during the press conference was this is just the start. He said it right off the bat. The first thing he said was it's November 21st. It's the beginning of the offseason. It's not the end of the offseason. This is only the start. And I think that that's the only way that you sell to Cardinal fans that you've just added Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson is that it's only the start. It's only part of what is to come for the St. Louis Cardinals. The coaching staff uh, changed a little bit so far. Joe McEwing goes upstairs to a role in the front office, and the new bench coach is Daniel Descalzo. Coaching staff, Dan Descalzo added as our bench coach. Um, First off, we were excited to get him. He was somebody that we've always had a lot of interest in when he left our organization, knew that he wanted to get back into coaching, and eventually when Arizona season ended, we finally reached out to them. That was really the delay. I always felt like when I was, our organization was playing in the postseason, I always hated when people were asking for permission. So I always try to wait until teams are done. He's bright, high energy, and uh, knows what winning looks like. He will be respected by both players and staff, and we look forward to him joining the Cardinals. Joe McEwing, uh, obviously uh, he will transition to help in a variety of roles throughout our organization. His main responsibilities, though, will be to focus on player and staff development throughout our system. He's looking forward to this. He wants to learn, wants to grow, and is excited about the change. Additional staffing could still happen. We're still working through, through things. I don't want to get into specifics today, but we do look to add support to our Major League staff as the uh, offseason unfolds. There you go. There's a little bit on the coaching staff. Just one more quick cut. I'd be remiss if I didn't touch on Yadier Molina. I get asked about it all the time. Um, He and I have spoken. Really, the question is, he knows he's always going to be welcome back, but it's just trying to work through what a role might look like and what the time commitment might look like. So more to come there. All right, we'll get into more of this. We'll talk a lot of Cardinals coming up here uh, right after the break. Joe Roderick joins us as Sports Open Line continues here on X. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. 
Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. News Radio KMOX, the home of the Cardinals. Just brings you right back to the summer. It just feels great to hear the the Cardinals music. That's old Ernie Hayes music too, right there. Joe Pot back in on the Gray Bar Sports Open Line. It is nice to talk some Cardinals baseball in November, uh, and it's not the worst news. There is some dealings going on. There are some signings happening, and John Mozalock talked all about them today, and we're going to talk all about them right now with our good friend Joe Roderick. Joe, thanks for some time tonight. Absolutely, Joe. Anytime. How are you? I'm doing well, man. How about yourself? Doing great. So, a couple of signings. Uh, I, it's uh, I I don't know what to say. I, I I'm struggling with what to say, what to how to grasp it. Um, I, yesterday, when the Lance Lynn news came out, I, I kept finding myself saying, "Okay, it's it's fine. It's going to be. Um, it's the start of something. It's it's okay. I don't mind it. It's a one year deal, so it doesn't hurt you." Then now you've done it twice, basically with Kyle Gibson added today. So you you have signed two very similar pitchers to one year deals, and I just the the both of them together is what is a little bit of a sticking point to me. You got two guys that'll that that historically will throw 180 innings for you. That's that's the way I see it. You yep. have two guys back end of the bullpen or back end of the rotation that you know can go out there and start for you every fifth day and. That's that's how I look at this. I, I think that I think that there's so much overreaction right now over this that people think that these are the two moves that they're going to make. That that the forty man is set. That opening day is set, and it's it seems ridiculous. I, I feel like twenty years of successful baseball has allowed for us to give the front office time to do more moves. Especially look how early this is. I mean, it's not even Thanksgiving yet, and we're already seeing free agents being picked off the board. Like, there's still big names out there. Sonny Gray's still out there. Blake Snell's still out there. Yamamoto's still out there. And you're you're telling me that you don't think the Cardinals are going to make a big trade to bring in another starting pitcher that, that's not even on our radar right now? I just think that there is so much overreaction, and what they did was they went and they got somebody to be a fifth starter. They got somebody to replace the innings you hoped you would have gotten out of Adam Wainwright last year and a little more security because I would love for Steven Matz to go out there and be the pitcher that we signed him to be and see the flashes that we've seen out of him before. But two years of Steven Matz so far, and he hasn't been able to stay healthy. So you're just, you're, you're getting starting pitchers in there who, you know, can throw innings and win baseball games for you. I do like the fact, um, I, I, I agree with the fact, as you said, um, you know, that here we are before Thanksgiving and we're signing, uh, they're signing people. And that's something that John Mozalak made a point of today was that you can't be sure if you go after this, if you go at this top down, um, number one starter, big name guy, and then try to backfill after that, you can't guarantee that these two guys are still going to be on the board. And that was sort of the point he made is that we had the opportunity at this point right now to start right here. And that's what they did. Um, and I, I do like the fact that I like the innings. I mean, that's that's what I was saying off the top as well, that these are guys 
And ultimately that trickles down, right? Because then that means that's less innings that you're putting on your bullpen and there's less times that we have to hear Oliver Marmel say, oh, we're a little bit thin or oh, so-and-so is not available today. Right, and, and not to mention, too, you have guys that are veterans. You, you have guys that are both, what, over 35 years old that have been around baseball for a very, very long time. And look at the veteran voices that you've lost from that clubhouse the last two years that you're just you're getting guys that are going to come in here and you expect them to play your brand of baseball, your style of baseball. And, and Lance Lynn, who was here as a rookie and is now going to be welcomed back in with, with open arms too. So you, you have these guys that you can build around and you're, you're exactly right. And, and what Mo said too, that you, you really, I mean, essentially you can't be caught with your pants down in, in this. You can't go out there and, and, you know, expect to go after Sonny Gray first or Blake Snell first, and then if you don't get them, now you're looking around and you're going, okay, what kind of bargains are out there? No, you can't. It's These are good moves. Can Bush Stadium help Lance Lynn kind of get back to what we, maybe not what we saw, obviously, when he was here, but what, what he once was? I don't know if it's going to be Bush Stadium that's going to help him. I think... I don't know. Maybe the mound. Maybe the mound that he put in his house. Maybe that'll help. I don't know if you saw it. <laughs> I didn't you remember see it. that from, from right. I think it was like a week after the Dodgers season ended. I think it was his wife went on Instagram and posted that they installed a pitching mound in his house. So and even joked about, okay, we're not going to allow you know we're not going to lead the league in home runs next year. We're not going to give up four home runs and back to back to back to back anymore. So I you know at this stage in his career, he's still trying to put in that work to improve and, and prolong his career. John Moselak did mention that, though, that, that he he thinks that Bush Stadium can be a factor just in that alone, just the, the home run factor. Um, so maybe maybe there's something to that. And Lance Lynn is 40 and 20, I think, is it in his career at uh, at Bush Stadium with a sub three ERA. So I don't mind. I don't mind any of that. Um, and actually, I mean, quite honestly, Kyle Gibson, you're talking about signing a guy from uh, the American League East champs, who was third in the American League and wins last year. And not only that, it's a guy, too. I don't know if you saw the tweet from Jim Palmer earlier that, you know, talking about just everything that he meant to the team, that he went out there, he took the ball when he was supposed to. He was a leader on that team that led the league in, in wins, you know, that led the American League in wins last year. And. It, you know, potentially they could be losing a, a big arm in their in their rotation in Kyle Gibson. Again, we're not talking about the number one starter. That number one starter that we're expecting the Cardinals to go out and get, it didn't happen in the last 48 hours. And there there is a segment of the fan base that really believes that this is all they're going to do. And I mean, I don't I don't know what to tell you. It's I mean, we we've seen them go and trade for Nolan Arenado. We've seen them trade for Paul Goldschmidt. They they have a track record of going out and getting big time names when they need to. And I still think that that's that's very much going to happen at some point this off season. Joe Roderick with us here talking about uh, talking some Cardinals baseball here in November, which again that is a good thing in of itself. Uh, Kyle Gibson was real close to Adam Wainwright also, which is also probably not a bad thing if you've been influenced by Adam Wainwright. Where do you want uh, that number one? What do you want that to be? Do you want it to be a Sonny Gray, a Blake Snell? Um, do you want it to come from a trade? Like, what what do you expect? Where where do you hope that that comes from? If 
if I can be greedy, I'm, I, I really like Yamamoto. I think that's the guy that I would be most comfortable spending the most money on because he's the youngest. He's 25 right, years yeah. old. I don't, I don't think he turns 26 until August. And we know that there's already an established relationship on the Cardinals with him and Lars Nupar. So I think if you give somebody like that a massive amount of money that we've seen these pitchers get, I think that's the one you feel most comfortable with. And then after that, okay, maybe Sonny Gray. I just, I keep looking around the league at who potentially could be there as a trade option. And that's, that's kind of what I'm, I'm looking at to who you could go get in a trade now. And is it glass now from Tampa? We know that he is, he's going to be on the market does does Mike Schmidt or does uh, Mike Schilt want anybody, the former Cardinal player that he had here in St. Louis? Does he want somebody in San Diego that you make a move that way? I, I don't know if there there's something there. I don't know if we need to start scanning all these MLB rosters and see what's out there, or if we're just going to be surprised and suddenly somebody's number two ends up on the Cardinals in a package deal. Which wouldn't be you know the the biggest surprise, right? Because you you just said that that there that's. You know, that's something they've done in the past. They've pulled off those trades that sort of uh, materialize. We don't know about them. The public doesn't know about them, but they sort of, and they, so they seem to materialize very quickly. And, and again, it was something else that Mosaic touched on. You just, he, he said, there's no way to tell what that market looks like even at this point. No, and I, and it's going to be completely different from what we saw with Goldschmidt and Arenado, where those were prospects and guys that never really materialized. I think any trade, any big trade that comes to the card that comes with the Cardinals this year, I think you're going to see guys that we saw at Bush Stadium last year. I, I think you're going to see guys that were mainstays in the starting lineup, one or two of them possibly being packaged to bring back that number two, number one starter. And you know, it's it, it's gonna it's gonna hurt. It, it, it might, but I, I think in the end, when you see the rotation looking a lot better than it did last year at times. I think, I think in the end you're going to see an improved ball club. And I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. Quote unquote hurting because I think in, in Tommy Edmund and Brendan Donovan, you have very similar players in uh, Dylan Carlson, Lars Newtbar, you have very similar players, even to some extent, Tyler O'Neill with a little more power potential. Um, you have a lot of guys that are similar to one another that you can afford to do that. And, and, as you point out, if it's going to net you a better ball club, then I'm for it. Let's do it. Yeah, and you know it's going. To, yeah, you're you, and you're asking a team to give you a number one or a number two and improve themselves. So you're you're going to have to give them something too that's going to make them that's going to keep them competitive. And I think there's there's so many ways to look at this too. And I, I think another thing, look at some of these teams that are going to be hurt by the TV deals that that are that are happening uh, over the next year or two. So there, there's a lot of teams that are going to be restructuring some of their finances, and maybe some of those big arms are going to have to go. Joe Roderick with us. Uh, one more thing, and you touched on it a little bit, but uh, Mike Schilt, uh, the new Padres manager, hired today to replace Bob Melvin, who right off the bat, as soon as Bob Melvin left, I said, they've got to look at Schilt, right? So I think it's a fantastic move for San Diego. Oh, absolutely. I, I think that, you know, given, again, we don't know what San Diego's going to do this offseason. There's, I mean, the room that we already know they're probably losing Blake Snell. Are they going to trade Soto? What kind of roster is, is Mike Schultz going to be left with? But 
man, there's still a lot of talent on that team. And I think he's really going to be a great motivator of them to, uh, to, to reach the potential that they have not this, uh, this past season. I mean, the Cardinal season was disappointing. I think you look at the Padres and Mets too. And I, I think all three of those teams are in the same boat for how, how upset they were with how their 2023 went. Yeah. And I think, you know, as you said, the, the, the fact that he can be that motivator, the fact that he can kind of get things back on the straight and narrow, if you will, I think that is going to be what is such a, what will be such a benefit for having a Mike Schilt at the helm in San Diego. Yeah. I, I, you know, I really, I really do wish him a lot of success uh, there with the Padres this next year. Joe, I appreciate you taking some time tonight to catch up, talk a little Cardinals. Hopefully, uh, you know, there'll be several other of these times that we can do this and maybe talking about some other moves, some bigger names. And uh, before we know it, it'll be spring training. Absolutely. You know what? I need to uh, make it over to an SIUE game because I believe uh, my Leathernecks are going to be playing there this uh, this coming season. Indeed, so, they are, right? Uh, yeah. In fact, I, admit, I believe it's a New Year's Eve day game. All right. I, I, you, I will... I will make plans to come out there and uh, and see them. I love it. Beautiful, man. We'll be we'll be glad to have you. Awesome. Well, thanks again for the time. Certainly appreciate it. Absolutely. Happy Thanksgiving, Joe. Same to you. Enjoy it with your family. That is Joe Roderick with us here talking some Cardinals baseball. We'll step aside. When we come back, we'll switch gears to fantasy football. Sean Malone will give us an update on uh, what to expect from the last couple of weeks in your fantasy football season. That's next. It's the Gray Bar Sports Open Line. I'm Joe Pot in for Matt Pauley. We're coming back on Camo X. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. But the moral of this story is when you got the chance to knock out a really good team, you better do it. And the Chiefs had all kinds of chances to knock out the Eagles tonight. Final score, Philadelphia 21, the Kansas City Chiefs 17. Joe Pod back in on the Gray Bar Sports Open Line on a Tuesday night. And as per usual, not my usual, but Matt Pauley's usual, Sean Malone joins us here to talk a little fantasy football. Sean, thanks for uh, coming on and for doing this with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, I am. Uh, I fully admitted to you that I am not the fantasy guru. I do play a little bit of fantasy football, but certainly not uh, the expert, which is why we have folks like yourself come on and, and join us. Uh Big stories uh, right now. I know some injuries starting to pile up, some folks having to make some decisions um, with some key guys getting injured, not the least of which is Joe Burrow for the Bengals. Um, you know, what's what's the play? Yeah, this was a really brutal week for a lot of fantasy football seasons. Um, bye weeks begin to pile up this time of year, and season-long injuries continue to pile up, and we got a slew of more season-long injuries. Joe Burrow's done. Uh, Mark Andrews is done for at least the remainder of the regular season, therefore the fantasy football season. They're kind of keeping the door open if they go on a late postseason run that he might return. But in terms of fantasy football, uh, unless you're in a dynasty league, you can drop Mark Andrews at this point. 
Another injury, Kenneth Walker, um, kind of up in the air on how long he's going to be out. The Seahawks aren't necessarily ruling him out this week. They're not necessarily uh, ruling out potentially placing him on the IR. Um, so with that said, there's a lot of moves that need to be made. Uh, you know, Aaron Jones, another player that got hurt this week as well. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. That's what I was just going to mention. Yeah. I mean, this was just all over the board. You know, the fantasy realm basically got, was reshaped this week, if you will. Um, so some of the obvious fantasy ads, you know, Zach Charbonnet is probably the slam dunk ad for everyone at this point. I usually stay away from mentioning guys that are uh, owned in uh, more than uh, 60% of leagues just because I don't want to give the obvious ones for the most part. Yeah, sure. But when it's a guy like that, Charbonnet now needs to be owned in every single league. Um, he's kind of been creeping up anyway on Kenneth Walker in terms of touches. Didn't exactly take over on his own in terms of just having a big game. But now it's at the point if Kenneth Walker is going to miss extended time, this is the pseudo playoffs for those fringe fantasy football teams. If you're fighting for your fantasy life to make it to the postseason, this is win now territory. So you absolutely need a guy like him uh, on your roster. Other players that are out there that are interesting in terms of injury replacements. Isaiah likely is a common name people have been throwing out there with the injury to Mark Andrews because of the success he had in a similar role last season when Andrews went down. Isaiah likely was a formidable starting tight end in fantasy. So far this season, though, it's a small sample size, but it's been quite the opposite. And I think the upgraded wide receiver room for the Ravens is a big part of why. But Isaiah likely against the Cincinnati Bengals, two targets, and that's it for a stat. Like, he didn't do anything. <laughs> And you go back to week one of the season when Mark Andrews was hurt to begin the year. So Isaiah likely was game planned in going in, knowing that Mark Andrews was not going to be playing in that game. And he walked away with a slightly better stat line in terms of fantasy production. One target, one catch, four yards. Yeah, it's not been a good season for Isaiah likely as the number two tight end. Um, he's got one single game this year where he has received more than two targets. And he came away with four targets, caught all four of them for 42 yards. So that one example is a sign of good production. But otherwise, I'm not I'm not banking my fantasy season on Isaiah Likely showing me something that we haven't seen since last year. I'd much rather go in a different direction. You know, it's a tight end I've mentioned before. I don't think the ceiling is all too high with him, but the floor has been better in recent weeks. Michael Mayer, the rookie tight end for the Las Vegas Raiders, um, another good performance last week, four catches for 46 yards. It's back-to-back -back weeks of five targets for him. Not super appealing numbers. He did get the touchdown last week, and you know you get some consistent targets. You get a chance of a touchdown this late in the season. You're trying to find a tight end on waivers that's widely available. It's hard to find anything beyond someone that can get you both of those. So like I said, I don't think the ceiling is too high for Michael Mayer, but I certainly think he's an option. Um, I had mentioned in the podcast that I do for Fantrax that I thought Royce Freeman could be an interesting ad today, but uh, the Los Angeles Rams made some moves where I'm not too big on him anymore. Uh, Daryl Henderson, who was the replacement that they brought in, who actually started to lose touches to Royce Freeman, uh, has now been released by the Rams earlier today. That tells me Kyron Williams is coming back. There, it sounds like from a move like that, that this early in the week they're releasing Henderson, they're pretty confident that Kyron Williams should be back this week. So I mentioned Royce Freeman on uh, the Fly Fantasy Football podcast that I do for fan tracks, but I'm not too keen on him right now, especially with that level of confidence I'm seeing that they're getting him back. Uh, and as for the quarterback position, Will Levis, I still think is the best widely available quarterback. 
Um, keep an eye out in your league if Derek Carr was dropped and he's available. I think he's got certainly a higher floor than Will Levis does. We just haven't seen Levis put it all together since his first game of the season. You know, he had the four touchdowns in that game. He's had uh, just about 200 or more yards in his prior two games before this past week. He had the two touchdowns this week, but he only had 155 through the air. So we haven't seen that complete game from Will Levis yet in a while. So if you're looking for a Joe Burrow replacement, right. it's available to him. But uh, I, I would look to see if, like I said, Derek Carr, the Saints are coming off a bye week. He got hurt recently. Keep an eye on that injury report. Maybe stream a Jameis Winston if you're desperate. Um, but Carr might be the better long-term answer. I told you I was uh, fortunate because uh, I had Deshaun Watson and I picked up C.J. Stroud. Yeah. He was my 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 pick, and I had a great weekend this weekend because of uh, the, uh, his performance. And forget the rookie of the year conversation for C.J. Stroud. If the Houston Texans make the playoffs and he continues playing like this, I don't know if he'll win it. But C.J. Stroud deserves to at least be in the mentioned. conversation. Yeah, mentioned as a potential MVP. MVP sure. He's been playing unbelievable football on a Texans team that really, it's not like they had any huge upgrades this offseason. You know, Tank Dell has been playing great, but it's not like he was coming into the draft as a premier wide receiver. They brought in Devin Singletary, who's really uh, helped shore up the backfield with Pierce having a bit of a rough season. Dalton Schultz at tight end. It's not like they got a ton of weapons, you know, big game time, uh, you know, big game weapons for C.J. Stroud. He's just come in and completely elevated the Houston Texans and could be potentially playing them into a playoff spot. Uh, what else? What are you looking for in the in the the last couple of weeks here, or you know, leading into the playoffs? Are there you know some sleeper guys that 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 folks should be looking for, or, or the chance to pick up? Uh, maybe worth picking up in a dynasty league or in the deepest of formats. Uh, Khalil Shakir, the wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills. He had that touchdown where he beat Sauce Gardner on the inside breaking route, outraced the Jets for the touchdown. Um, if you look at the deeper stats that I usually focus on, so that way it's not just one big play. Is yeah, right. Things, there's not a lot of appeal to Shakir. His snap count's been floating at about 70% for a couple of weeks now. Uh, over the last five games, he has one game with more than four targets, and he came away with six in that one. But it's one of those in dynasty formats. There's a new offensive coordinator in Buffalo. I'm intrigued. I at least, you know, if I've got a spot that isn't really too valuable on my roster right now, I can afford to cut someone. Maybe I cut them and throw Shakir on my bench and see what happens over the next couple of weeks. Maybe there's some value there. But in redraft leagues, in your standard leagues with that don't have a ridiculously deep bench, I'm probably not considering him. Uh, another name I do like at the wide receiver spot, though, and this kind of goes to what I was saying before, about you know keeping an eye on players that were cut when they were during their bye week. Demario Douglas, the receiver for the New England Patriots. You know, Kendrick Bourne went down and he has stepped up as that next man up for the New England Patriots. And he's played well over the last couple of games. He's got six or more targets in four straight contests. With his most recent game, he got nine targets, six catches for 84 yards in it. Doesn't have a touchdown on the season, so it's not like his stats are ballooned by multi-touchdown games. He has slowly looked more the part of a top receiver in New England. Not that he's going to come away as a wide receiver one, but like with every team in football that has a poor receiving court, somebody's got to catch the ball. Yeah. <laughs> and it's looking like in New England, no matter who's passing it, whether it's Mac Jones or whomever replaces Mac Jones by the fourth quarter, Demario Douglas seems to be the leading pass catcher in New England. So he's someone I certainly 
uh, in deeper leagues, I'm definitely throwing on my bench just in case he has a nice uh, stretch run here at the end of the season. Sean Malone, remind folks where they can find that podcast. Yep, uh, it's available where podcasts are found, so the Odyssey app and other apps as well. Uh, the Fly Fantasy Football Podcast, myself and Colin McTaminy. I handle the Waiver Wire Pod. Uh, Colin, or sometimes Colin and I, will do the weekly preview. So with Thanksgiving coming up, we'll see if we can uh, uh, find a time to get together on that before you know Thanksgiving dinner has us all sitting down watching some football all day. Um, and then uh, you can also look for my articles on uh, FantraxHQ.com. Appreciate you taking some time. Have a great Thanksgiving, man. Yeah, you as well. Thank That's you. Sean Malone with us, our fantasy football update. We're coming back with more on the Graybar Sports Open Line right after this on Camo X. America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Just a couple more minutes in our first uh, hour here of the Graybar Sports Open Line. Joe Pott sitting in for Matt Pauly. Appreciate him letting me take over his seat here for a couple of days. So you'll have uh, me tonight, me tomorrow. Uh, Thanksgiving programming on Thursday. We'll hear a little chatters box conversation between Kyle McClellan and, and Albert Pujols, which is a great episode. If you haven't heard it, I really advise uh, tuning in and then uh, some CBS uh, Thanksgiving special programming as well on Friday night. It'll be Nate Gatter here in this seat, I believe, right? More no, more, more chatters, box. more chatters box. Yeah. Matt Pajeski tells me, all right, well, I thought it was going to be Nate Gatter. Well, I apologize for the, uh, for the error in, uh, in advertisement there. Um, so more Chatter's Box coming up on Friday. So that's uh, that'll get you through the rest of the week, and then Matt Pauly will be back next week. And as I said, I'm sure he's enjoying uh, much-deserved, well-deserved time off with his uh, lovely wife and daughter and probably some other family as well, maybe doing some traveling. Hopefully he's already there and enjoying his Thanksgiving week. So coming up in our second hour tonight, we're going to talk some blues coming up at 720. We'll do that with the... Uh, with Blues analyst Andy Strickland from Valley Sports Midwest. We'll also talk some college football playoffs, some Mizzou with Brett McMurphy of the Action Network. They just, uh, as we were starting the show, in fact, the show is still going on. They're talking about the uh, newest college football playoff rankings. The top five, by the way, is Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and Washington. That's the top four. Florida State down to that number five spot uh, after the Jordan Travis injury. So we'll talk to him about that and uh, what he kind of thinks is going to happen and how that's going to shake out. And, of course, talk to him about Mizzou and uh, the job the Tigers are doing. They stayed at number nine this week in those most recent rankings. So that's what's coming up in our second hour of the uh, Gray Bar Sports Open Line. Hope you will stay with us. Hope you'll join us. Don't know if we'll have any time for some texts or some calls, but maybe we will. So stay tuned. And hopefully if we do have that opportunity, we'll get a chance to chat a little bit. You can tell me what you think of the Cardinals moves or any other sports news that is happening. The second hour of the Graybar Sports Open Line coming up after the news on Camo X. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.